When your ideal customer's kids are begging every night to read your book, you've won. At Dinosaur House, we turn industry leaders into kids' book authors. We don't do it because it's a super fun thing to do, although it is. We do it because it's highly strategic. Imagine if every night your customers are being asked by their kids to read a book that your company made. Talk about brand affinity. You're helping your customers connect deeply with the most important thing in their lives, their kids, over something that they are passionate about that has to do with your industry. If you want to have a conversation with us about how your brand could become the author of a kid's book, just hit us up, dinosaurhouse.com. Hit the little button that says schedule a story design call. And we'll have a jam session together on just what your company's kids book could and should be. Hey, everybody, this is Christos Caligaru, and you're listening to The Purpose Driven Entrepreneur. What's up, Purpose Driven Entrepreneurs? It's me, your host, Timmy Bauer, and my guest today is Christos. Christos, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me, Tim. I'm excited to talk to you, Christos. So uh, you wrote the book Wild Dogs, uh, and I'm really curious. I, there's, there's things I want to ask you about your book, and then there's also things I want to ask you about a statement that you said before we hit record, uh, which would be very interesting to my listeners. And that yeah. is <laughs> writing a book is one thing, publishing a book is another thing, and marketing a book is a nightmare. I guess, um, where should I start? Maybe we maybe start with um, what got you to want to write this book and start on this journey in the first place. So I went to a, a private boarding school from grade nine to 12 with some hiccups in between. And I remember when we were in, um, well, you do like your grad write up. So like any school does this, like when you're graduating, you, you, they have your graduation picture and then you put your memories over the years. And we're all in a room and we had so many stories and things to talk about that like we, everybody couldn't put everything. So we would just be like, hey, read this guys or check out so-and-so. So then everybody could kind of do what we could to fit everything and you could never fit everything. And my buddy Eddie was just like, someone should write a book. And, it, and he just said it in passing and it always stuck with me. Like, man, there's just so many good stories of this place and no one, they, they haven't really, there hasn't been any, really been too many books written. And I think the book that I wrote, man, the last book, nonfiction that was written about that place has got to be 40 some years old, maybe more. Mm. So I just saw the opportunity to be like, Hey, like I'd like to do this. And it was never really money driven. And um, yeah. So we just went from there. So I just always just stuck with me, the seed that Eddie had planted. Oh man, 2005. So I started writing yeah. it in 2006 uh, on and off. And then had kind of like shelved it, came back to it on and off. And then, you know, uh, hooked up with scribe, which was a blessing. Read, um, yeah. read um, Tucker Max's first book. I hope they serve beer in hell. And after I read his book, I'm like, man, I could actually do this. Yeah. I could actually write a book. And then lo and behold, years later, how weird the world works, but that is the actual person that signed me to write a book. Yeah. Is the person that inspired me to write one, which is just wild. I haven't read that book by Tucker Max, but I kind of want to, since your impression of it was after reading it, you're like, oh, I think I can write a book because yeah. I don't. I don't feel that way about myself. Like I'm a kid's book author. The mm -hmm. idea of writing a book for adults sounds incredibly daunting for me. Right. Well, I mean, everybody has a story. It's just how you tell it, right? 
And what I, what I grasped from Tucker's book, whether someone liked the book or didn't like the book, is that books had been intimidating before. It was these like profound individuals who were authors. Well, Tucker was just a regular dude that wrote about his life. Whether people liked it or not, he made it possible for so many people to be like, hey, I could do that too. This guy was a pioneer of, of that. And you have a lot of bloggers and uh, radio people that are all influenced by him. Yeah, yeah. And it isn't so much his content, is his possibility. Yeah. Just then, I was listening to your interview on Author Hour and you said, uh, for someone who's been through, uh, anyone who's been through anything you felt like you couldn't come back from will relate to this book. Why yes. do you say that? Um, I had, a, you know, times in... Well, I wouldn't even say times in my life, but there were certain times that I had while I was at that private school that I felt like this is the worst day of my life. I mean, I've been through a lot of stuff since then, but the day that I was kicked out from there is still the was the worst day of my life. That's how it's um, embedded in my brain. And as much as much as you feel uh, okay to give up to someone who hasn't read the book, uh, can you describe that that moment? The feeling. Yeah, well, and what happened? Uh, well, I, I was doing something that I shouldn't have been doing. Um, I thought I was smarter than everybody. And that got me in over my head and I just couldn't control it anymore. And, you know, when the school kicked me out, I was very angry at the time, but looking back, they had no choice. And I have so much respect for the institution and for those, I mean, the very guy that kicked me out did the foreword for my book um all those years ago and we have a great relationship and it was you know you, you I guess you say you're met with tough love you know you can't you can only push the needle so much until someone just says hey buddy like come on like what are you doing here and they had to protect themselves and protect the students and I got the boot and it was warranted would yeah. be the word how, I would use how did you go from this person being the person that kicked you out to now this person wrote the forward from of your book I had went to the school years ago in a weird way. And I thought like, I didn't know what I was doing with this whole process. Like this is way before I hooked up with Tucker and everything. And yeah. I didn't know, I was like, oh, I'm going to go and get permission, like permission to write this book. And then you realize you don't need permission. <laughs> you don't need permission. But I, I didn't know this. I was younger. And then I realized that the school, things I didn't know, even all the years that I went there, the school was a registered charity. Um, they rely on alumni, a current, past, present to donate to the school to keep it operational. I didn't know that. I didn't know about all these people that donated money that I could never even thank because there's so many of them that allowed me to have some of the best years of my life. And my, my whole like mind flipped and yeah. how I just looked at the place and I always loved it, but I'm like, man, I could really like give back here. And I could get other guys to engage. And I realized that my generation of friends, guys and girls that I engaged with, they didn't know the things that I knew about. Hey, did you guys know it's this? Did you know it's that? Like, I was getting reinformed with a place. And this book was never um, money driven for me. I love making money. I always have. That's not a secret. This yeah. wasn't, that never even entered my mind to profit from this. So I went to school. What are your goals off of the book? Sorry? What are your goals off of the book? The goals for the book? Like what I want yeah. from the book? Well, right now it's discussions about, um, you know, I can't say too much, but 
it being turned into a series or into a movie or, or, or et cetera. Um, you know, my goal really is, I think that that will be inevitable not to get cocky, but I do think like we've only been out a couple months and there's really good traction there, but I want to be involved. I want to have my people involved with the creative process because who better to write a movie about the place than people that actually went to school there. And that's really important to me is to the integrity and to kind of stay true to myself on this. And it's not so much me. Like I I say in the beginning of the book, this is my book, but everybody's stories. I went there. I'm just one person that went there out of, thousands of people over the years right so it's everybody's story really it's just told through my fingertips right yeah Chris, i want to talk to you about the writing publishing and marketing thing so uh writing is one thing publishing is another thing marketing is a nightmare that's right there i want to ask you so many questions first off um why uh what what is something that you learned in the writing process that now having written a book uh you would give this piece of advice to somebody that's starting the one word that sticks out is repetition. Uh, I, I've had to read my book over 20 times, uh, like after when I hooked up with Scribe. And it's exhausting, man. It's, it's like, you, but you have to do this. You have to make sure every single word is exhausted in the right place, saying the right thing. It meant for the right purpose. And that's, it's uh, like, I was never really good in school. So yeah. now you're going to learn all over, but now you're, you're, beating yourself up and it has a bit of a negative effect because you're reading something first of all one thing you know to kind of backtrack a little bit is i was told your book is never done you just learn to let go yes and i was I kind of like that. what the fuck right and i was like what and then i started getting in the process and now i understand it's like you're never going to be happy if you're not the hardest on yourself who's going to be and and that uh, you know try starts to play like uh, tricks on your mind so yeah. yeah, it was, it was intense, man. It was an intense process. I don't regret it. I learned so much and I'm continuing to, because all this marketing stuff is so new to me. Yeah. Um, you know, from my first podcast to talking to you now, I'm, I'm like 15 apart and it's, it's, I'm way more comfortable now. Yeah. Did you feel uncomfortable at first when you were doing podcasts? I just had this like vision in my head that I was like, oh, I'm going to come out with this book, make my friends laugh. And then I'm not going to have to do anything. And then they're like, uh, no, like you can't expect, cause my book hit is now it hit the wall street journal in USA today. And they're like, awesome. you can't expect your book. Yeah, it's great. It's like unexpected. They're like, you can't expect your book to do this well and people not want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and if people have read my book, I owe it to them to, to, to give them more of me if, if that's what they would like. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the publishing process for, for publishing your book. Like, like what's something that you learned in that process? What one thing that sticks out, and I don't know if this is kind of what you had in mind, but this entire project was done without two people ever being in the same room at the same time, which which just blows my mind. If someone were to tell you something like that in the nineties, even in the early two thousands, you'd be like, yeah, right. And I don't know if that was, I'm sure COVID had played a part in that, but I just feel like we're in such a transition with how things are done now, how products go to market, how people talk to their therapists or doctors, everything is just, is naturally social distance. And I think we're going to see more of it when, you know, COVID's always going to be around, but I think it's once it kind of evens off, a lot of these things aren't going to go back to normal. They're going to stay where they are. And I mean, it's been incredible. I mean, I could have went anywhere in the world and, and done this. 
Yeah. And it's just yeah. wild. It's just like such a wild, um, something that I'm just, is so foreign to me. Um, but now I'm talking to you and this isn't foreign at all. This is my normal life now. So yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm really curious to hear why is marketing a book a nightmare? It's just so many unknowns. And I'm so out of my element that I have professionals telling me, no, you got to take pictures with this person. We got to perfect. It's just like, it's just such a strange thing for me because I'm very private in a lot of ways. Yeah. What have been some of the marketing things that you've done that you were surprised by the results of? So whether it's something that you did that you thought was going to have a big result and it didn't, or something that you did that you didn't think was going to have a big result and it did. Well, when I hit, when I hit, looked in the newspaper and I saw my name at number two in the wall street journal, I was like, this is crazy. There's going to be like 90 million people that see my name. And I had already hit a lot of sales. The sales are very high. Yeah. What do you owe this? So obviously the book is good, but there needs to be awareness about it for people to even start reading it. So what do you owe those high sales numbers to? What did you figure out? Uh, That's all scribe. I think Tucker had a lot to do with that. I mean, those guys have pretty heavy reach. I'd like to think my book is good, but I'm not a, I don't want to toot my own horn. Like it's, I just wrote a book about my life. It's a true story. It's wild how it all turned out. I guess it's a little bit of a David and Goliath story. I'm, I think people relate to it. I think that's why it's been so popular. I didn't expect it to do as well as it's done this quick, but really Tim, the real marketing hasn't even started yet, which is crazy to me. Cause I'm like, man, if I'm already here, like at this point, and we haven't even done a full push on marketing, what is that going to look like? Yeah. What do you mean by that? What do you think is coming? Well, now they're redoing the, the covers to put the titles on them. Wall Street Journal, USA Today. And they're telling me that doing that, then they go to bookstores and all this stuff. And yeah. it goes from there. And the reason that we don't do that now is because it's a bit of a magnetization tool. It's like, oh, well, there's a lot of books out there. And I'm sure you know a lot of them are great. But when you have a book that has those titles, someone is more prone um, statistically to pick it up. I'll be honest with you. I've interviewed a lot of people that have gone through Scribe to produce books. Most of them do not make these lists. So I'm really curious why yours did, despite most of them not. I think, you know, without it being said too much, I think Tucker and some members of his team kind of related to it. I think that Tucker also liked that I don't take any of the proceeds. I think that was something they could get behind. They realized with me very early on, they're like, what's your goals? When we had our discussions and it wasn't a self-gain motive. And it hasn't been from the start and still isn't now. And any chance or outlet I get to talk about this and basically, oh, you buy the book. Well, you're, here's the thing. You go up to somebody and say, hey, man, give me 20 bucks for this charity. You're getting a hit up every day. You're like, man, like I can't give to everything. But now it's like, hey, here's pay for this book. That's 20 bucks. You're going to have a good laugh. And then the money goes to a foundation. And I put in all the hard work or what have you, me and scribe. So people like that people like to get something for their money and it's not just a empty here just here's my hand just give me something and I think that that's that's also why um, it's maybe it's doing well it's a lot Tim to be honest with you like this is it's only been out for on the 17th of this month it'll be three months exactly so in just those short three months so much has happened and we talked about a little bit of social media look, I'm getting a lot of like Facebook requests and Instagram requests that I, but I don't even have those things on my phone or on my computer. Um, sometimes I have to download it to get someone's number, but like, I don't want to be distracted. 
I have a plan. I want to stick to it. I appreciate yeah. everybody that is trying to reach out to me, but it's not that I'm ignoring you. I, I don't have, I don't have social media accounts. I'm not in control of them right now. Yeah. Why is that? And what's the plan that you're working on? Well, the plan is, from day one, even before I started writing is that this could be a movie. And now that's becoming more of a reality. And I stick to my routine. You know, I'm not anybody or anything special. And it, it, in order for me to achieve that or even get close to achieving, because it may not happen, this is what's working for me. And this is what I need to stick to is yeah. just separating myself from that and, and my personal life. So Christos, I started this podcast because I thought it would be cool to interview entrepreneurs and leaders, uh, industry leaders that, uh, and, and ask them like what it is that they're really living their life for. So when you think about the question of either what do you want to be remembered for or what do you feel like you're really living your life for, what jumps out to you as most important? I think the things we do for ourselves die with us. And I think that the things that you do for others, you know, grow and move on. And I think that's what's important. Um, I've never really been into materialistic things. Um, and I kind of just see that it's never enough, really. You get a nice car, you want another one. And it's just yeah. excess is dangerous. So for me, I live a very, a very simple life, you know, um, that's, that's pretty much it. I try not to, um, get too caught up in things. I get, ever since this book came out, I've been getting invited to all kinds of, you know, events with high profile people. And I just, as of right now, I just prefer to, uh, to microwave my meals and go for scooter rides. <laughs> So it's kind of just trying are to you going to these events or you're not even going to go? No, some football games and stuff, but nothing like no um, premieres and things. I just I'm just not there yet. I'm not. Yeah, uh, I just need to like digest. This is like I need it's a slow it's it's got to be a slow, gradual. Uh, what's the I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words, which is funny since <laughs> I wrote a book. I um, think I understand what you're saying, but why do you yeah. think you're like that? I've seen a lot of people, not that I know personally, but some that I do get caught up in the, in this world and whether it be professional sports or, or acting and they, they get a little bit lost and I'm not smarter than these people and it could happen to anybody. So for right now, I just kind of like, it just kind of came to me that I'm like, Hey man, like if this is working for you, like what you're doing, then just do that. Yeah. And if something yeah. triggers me enough to, to get more into something or, to dive more, then I'll do it. You strike me a little bit as a minimalist. Have you heard of the concept of minimalism? Yeah, for sure. I would say that like, I don't, I don't have a lot of like um, plates and bowls. Like I have like <laughs> yogurt containers and when the yogurt containers are empty, I save them and I drink my coffee out of them. Like I just, I don't, <laughs> okay, definitely I, don't a minimalist. Minimalist. I, I own one cup. I own one plastic cup that I actually bought. Yeah, yeah. And I love I'm it. Sure when my mom visits, that that's going to change because she's going to we'll get silverware and all this stuff with me. But it's it just works for me right now, Tim. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I no, I you don't need that's a lot awesome. to lose, man. You just I've got I've got two for fun questions I want to ask you before you go. So the first one is I'm a kids book author, and I believe that part of leaving a mark is uh, making something for kids. What's a topic you would make a kids book about if you could? Oh man, boogers are always funny. I mean, I, I think I don't think that that's ever not funny. 
you know, even as an adult, as someone says the word booger, look, you just, you know, you nearly pissed your pants oh, off. I, I still, I you, never grew out of second grade. Yeah, exactly. It's like kids are the only purity in life, you know, because they're innocent. It's when we get older, we start to get corrupted and have views and this and that. But when you're a kid, when you're a little kid, you're just like, hey, man, I just want to play. And like, that's, I don't know why we lose that when we get older. It's, it's a, a mystery to me. But yeah. I love spending time like my brother and his girlfriend are having a baby um, just right around Christmas. So I'm so excited because it's going to be a lot of, you know, new adventures for him. And I'm going to get to rediscover things all over again through him. And it's, yeah. it's exciting. And it's, you know, I know so many guys, and I'm sure you do too, that were like lost before they had kids. Hmm. You know, and then they have a yeah. kid and they have like a purpose. And I'm like, wow, like I might not, maybe I'm not ready for that right now, but like, I'm, I look forward to when I am, you know? Yeah. 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 My last for fun question for you, Christos is um, what is something you currently suck at that a year from now you want to be great at? Uh, suck at, I've always sucked at math, like really bad. Um, I would say math. I'd love to be better. I mean, I'd love to be better at everything, but like I, math i'd say math yeah <laughs> yeah that's great um so i normally end the episodes asking where you're most active on social that listeners should connect with you but is there a place that you'd like people there to connect with LinkedIn. you i have i have a great team that's looking after that right now until they've set everything up for me to take over which is also something i'm scared about but i i will get on there but linkedin if anyone is trying to get a hold of me this is the thing too though tim it sounds very strange but i may not be on social media but if someone is trying to get a hold of me and I need to talk to them, I will, like you, then I will, they can reach out to me. Perfect. All right, listeners should check out your book. It's called Wild Dogs and Adventure in Adolescence. Link is in the description. Christos, thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Thanks so much for having me, Tim. I appreciate you, my man. 